0: let me ask you are you new to crypto don't know where to start are you more experienced but have questions then you're in the right place this podcast is designed for you coming at you from the trading center in the lifestyle design studio here's your host crypto travels michael
1: hey welcome to today's podcast today i'm joined by two amazing guests from vsa partners which is actually a hybrid brand strategy and design agency which has offices in new york san francisco and chicago vsa partners has worked with brands such as google nike ibm pepsi and more and on the show today i am joined by adi navarro who's the Chief Strategy Officer, and Sarah Lent, who's the Chief Marketing Officer, be sure to check out our blog page today about today's episode, which has all of the detailed information about Adi and Sarah, as well as VSA partners, including their links. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guests, Adi and Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here.
2: Thank you. We're we're excited to be here and, and ready to jump in.
1: Awesome. Hey, before we do jump in, can you tell our listeners, just share a little bit about yourselves?
2: Sure. I'll, I'll go first. Sarah, if that's okay, then you can jump in. <laughs> um, I'm Ari Navarro. As Michael said, I'm the chief strategy officer here at VSA. Um, my background is actually in innovation and business strategy and experience design. So I spent most of my career ha- helping all kinds of clients figure out the future and where the world is going so that they can then build very resilient brands and resilient business strategies and make the right choices moving forward. So crypto and blockchain and the metaverse and web three, and obviously this conversation uh, is at the tip of, of everyone's tongue and sort of trying to figure out what is the future of creating these new brand communities. So it's, it's all very pertinent conversation and, and excited to have this chat.
3: Great. Hi, I'm uh, Sarah Lent. I'm the CMO of VSA Partners. Um, my background is similar to Ari's. I've you know spent about 20 years in our industry, working across brand strategy, design, uh, digital innovation, advertising, and media. I grew up in the Silicon Valley, so I've just had you know a a lifetime of experience, and um, you know looking at how emerging technology transforms the way that you know consumers behave and businesses behave, and how brands can tap into those technologies to build deeper connections with their audiences. And so, you know, looking at, you know, Web3 and blockchain and crypto and how that is transforming this landscape yet again is an incredibly exciting time for us um, at VSA Partners, but also for our clients and helping them to understand this new landscape and and what are the appropriate steps to take today to make sure that we're future-proofing their business for tomorrow.
1: Fantastic. Those were uh, some awesome intros. And wow, talk about extensive experience that you both have. That segues me into VSA partners. Can you share like an overview about VSA and, and who uh, your company helps?
3: Sure, absolutely. So VSA Partners has been in business for 40 years now. We're celebrating our 40th anniversary in November. uh, You know, and you know, has transformed, you know, throughout those 40 years to meet the emerging needs of modern marketers. But today we've organized ourselves, as you introduced us, as like this hybrid brand strategy design and communications agency. And the reason that we've done that is because we want to make sure that we have a really robust consulting practice led by ARI uh, to ensure that that team can go deep inside of our clients' businesses, understand how it operates, and to ensure that every solution that we build through the creative components and um, disciplines across the organization is rooted in solving a business problem or helping them to capture an opportunity of growth. And so the clients that we work with are typically clients that are in an inflection point. You know, those clients that either, you know, have... Lost their way a bit and need to reinvigorate their organization uh, and solve an issue that they're trying to address, or clients that are budding and emerging and looking to skyrocket. And so, you know, we can work across the spectrum of clients, both large and small, um, and also, you know, across every industry. So it's been You know a a robust history of business strategy, design thinking, and world class storytelling that's really propelled VSA to the organization that we are today.
1: Fantastic! Wow, thanks for uh, sharing sharing that with our listeners. My first question, uh, uh, in the deep dive, is for Adi. And Adi, so much of like power of crypto lies with like some say like fanatic communities, and I wanted to ask you, how do you look at community building for brands that would be like the first part of the question second part would be like what can other brands learn about crypto and how it engages um, specifically with communities because a lot of crypto communities are, are are tight knit and there's a lot of loyalty amongst certain projects and things like that
2: yeah it's interesting and i and i love this question because when i when i got into crypto it was first on a personal level and i a friend of mine sarah's laughing because she knows i went deep and and into a rabbit hole really really fast and it was so intense <laughs> that when it by the time i came out of it i was almost in shock at myself because of one the speed by which i had gone down that rabbit hole how fast i had to learn because it's. I think anyone getting into crypto knows that it's it's not easy to understand where to go and how to trade, and especially if you're not trading, you know, sort of the bigger coins. And if or this is, you know, obviously a while back. Now I think no one's trading anything but some of those, if they are. Um, But if you know, at the time, if you were really getting into mean coins, like you had to really educate yourself to understand. So by the time I came out, I I was really sort of in shock at exactly what you just said sort of this crazy community that had its own language its its own platforms its own tools its own way of talking its own sort of business dynamics you know how do you pump up the price and what are the words you say and eat the dip and you know i mean there's just so many crazy things about it that i started to look at it i'm like well this is not that dissimilar to how you know sort of a cult operates towards how a religion operates and you know when you break it down you start to see it you're like okay they have their own language in many cases they have leader you know they have colors they have platforms they have you know unique people that sort of adhere to that almost philosophy of each one they have leaders within the community they have whales they have i mean there are so many different layers that that you know, companies would pay as millions to build a brand system and a community that's that robust. So I don't know if this was done on purpose by the, you know, that crypto the early crypto communities to create sort of all these elements that sort of naturally create adhesion but they have them all they have all these layers so when you enter the world of a meme coin or when you enter if you're fanatical about a platform or you know i became fanatical about dextool so that was like the one for me that's what worked and it, it they're, they're really sort of thinking of all these points that you come in and because you're investing so much time because you kind of have to the more time you invest in anything, the more you have an allegiance towards that. that's when you know when when people i i don't I don't like sports and I can say this now and I own it and I don't know anything about sports and I look at sports people who love them and with awe because I don't understand how you can be fanatical <laughs> about a team but I, it's the same premise right like you can be fanatical about a sports team even if they lose forever, <laughs> but you're just invested so much time so that you know I think the more time you invest, the harder it is to get out. So it's, it's a lot of different reasons why um, I think it happens, but I think that eventually the question becomes how can you do that in a way that's ethical and responsible um, and allows people an off-ramp
1: as well as, uh, as an on-ramp. Well said. Well said. You, I was just going to bring up sports. You brought that. In. I just got out of a meeting. My <laughs> friend owns a, a handful of soccer teams or football teams, depending on where in the world you're from. And we actually had that conversation. Uh, he was talking about how fanatic uh, sports fans are. You know, it's a community, and just like in crypto, you know, it's it's uh, a group of people or a community or communities that are centered. Uh, they're like minded and they're centered around you know a certain a certain topic. A lot of it's tech. Um, also, as you know, a lot of crypto projects involves a great deal of marketing and exposure. You have the dev or the developer side, and then you have the marketing side, you know, and then of course you get into all these other things and vocabulary like utility and all that, you know, but yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, Sarah, I wanted to ask you, how are you approaching uh, at VSA, like the metaverse for for your client partners? And, and do you see like community building opportunities or, you know, there as well, or?
3: Well, yes. I mean, you know, I think that the metaverse as we can see it today is quite vague. You know, we don't know how like this world and this next um, evolution of the interface is going to come to fruition yet. There are some pathways that we see being built, some that feel a bit dystopian where we are fully disconnected and only living in a virtual world, and some that feel a little bit more optimistic, where the digital environments are going to start to interact within our physical world to create a better human experience. I am hopeful for the more uh, utopian-like interface to come to fruition because there is this massive convergence that's occurring right now with hardware, with five and infrastructure coming together, with 5G, space, spatial anchors and wearables starting to really evolve and become the new norm. And then the kind of commercial infrastructure that is budding with blockchain and crypto and how value exchange can occur in this world. And so today, the way that we're talking about you know the metaverse and web3 technology and w- how that will enable brand building experiences for our clients is very much in its infancy like how can we take our clients into this world and responsibly explore opportunities for connection opportunities for innovation and opportunities for them to learn and ultimately become the future leaders of Web3 experiences. So, what we're looking at right now for our clients is how do you think about integrating an NFT kind of program into your marketing organization to utilize? You know, a portal or a function to build communities, to build brand loyalty, to create a, a shared value exchange with your audiences to ultimately drive business performance. And part of that exploration that we're doing is in partnership with Ripple and their $250 million creators fund that will help brands come in and artists and creators alike to, as you said, dip their toes into this new technology, explore how NFTs can be embedded in their business, but most importantly, how do we explore the utility that NFTs can have for business value?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to bring that up. The utility aspect, I would say, has become an important part of offering the NFTs, you know, and a, a lot of people that are newer to either metaverse or NFTs, you know, or even crypto in general are like, you know, what exactly you t- is utility? You know, for example, I'm currently creating, a, uh, it's going to be a crypto investors board game, kind of like Kiyosaki's Cashflow meets Monopoly. And to, to purchase the game, um, the people will buy the NFT and then the utility is receiving the physical board game will be sent to them. So it's just, you know, um, other other NFT projects have like the utility portion is you get access to a private exclusive Community, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, Adi, I wanted to ask you, what do you think crypto brands, crypto companies need to be careful about? Oh, how much time do we have? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's- I will say there are some really good projects. And yeah, of course, yes. there are not. Yes, I am I'm
2: going yeah. to hit this just from the human side um, and a little bit from the brand side and I'm going to leave. I'll talk about regulation and social conscience out of it because that that's a longer I think it's a longer conversation. Um, we did the the brand positioning for a uh, I don't know if we can name them but it's one of the top three trading platforms um out there and they're uh you know incredibly responsible uh and and really take it seriously but as we were doing this work uh in and trying to understand business objectives and how do they grow and who are the crypto curious and who's going to come into that platform when and at what spending level you start to realize it's it's really young people it's like okay so we want to do we want to go after the 18 year old? And is that responsible? Even if we're asking for someone to invest $50 and try it out for the first time. And how does that how does that sort of start to look like? So you, you do have to ask yourself, how are you going to grow? Naturally, that sort of gambling gamification aspect of crypto is going to be very appealing to very young people. I mean, I have my 14 year old son obsessed about it and I have to be, you know sort of sit down and say okay how do i encourage you but also then responsibly what do i need to teach you so when you are building um whether you're a platform or you're even building a community you really i think have to be very conscious about what value are you creating in addition to crypto and then what responsibility do you have in that process because we all know it's very volatile we all know it's you know it's a game of chance at best at least right now not the utopian version of course democratizing access to to finance and financial assets but it is today so brands have a responsibility to create also human value in that process and And to really deeply understand what is the long term impact of what is that, you know, once we snatch that very young person, what is the impact we're gonna have in their financial life for the rest of their life? You know, I always I always kind of equate it with if Steve Jobs had asked himself what is the impact of iPhone when he launched it and what's that gonna do to alienating societies and you know and, and and people not talking ever again and people you know, I think maybe they would have done things differently, or there's things that he would have put in place differently. So I, I kinda think about that as an analogous way of of looking at it. So I think brands have to be thinking about that and ultimately think it's a human at the other side. So what responsibility do they have as they're building these brands and communities?
1: Absolutely. No, I, I definitely agree that there there's definitely responsibility in launching projects and, you know, having, um, anything in, involved, even the platform you'd mentioned in the investment space, you know, crypto and, 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 Bitcoin is a newer asset class. You know, I would, I would say in the industry, the people are hard at work on improving it. There's a lot of really good people. Uh, and there's a lot of, um, um prevention uh, it's a lot of people are mindful of of prevention of rug pulls and things like that in other words to protect you know investors long term that kind of thing um sarah i wanted to ask you regarding uh we touched on the metaverse if if brands don't know where to start like to enter you know the metaverse either from branding marketing perspective or even to know about you know in general, what would you say are some first steps that, that they can take and how can they proceed, you know, to, to learn more and dig deeper into that world?
3: Yeah, I think that's a a great question. I mean, we're kind of looking at it from two sides. I mentioned earlier um, in the conversation around how brands can dip their toes in through it by, Exploring an NFT program and how it can be embedded inside of their of their marketing engine as a community builder um, or an engine of driving revenue growth. But they can also start to look at it from the more experiential side. Uh, You know, a lot of what the metaverse is going to be like is, um, you know, kind of like the world of gaming. Right? It's a breakdown of siloed media portals where there's gonna be interoperability for users to be able to transform into one platform versus the other. So for instance, we all could be on Squadcast today and we could be talking about the latest drop of Stranger Things on Netflix because it's spectacular and it's incredible content. But today we would have to hang up and then go into Netflix and get back on another platform to be able to talk about it and share in those experiences. Within the metaverse, we'll be able to explore, move from this platform into Netflix, understand, like interact with content together, interact with characters, some of the products that could have NFT experiences that would be a portal into accessing, you know, more additional experiences more aligned to the utility that you're discussing. And so for brands to really understand how that interface is going to come to fruition and how people are going to start to interact within those more kind of cohesive interactive environments. Gaming is kind of a a good place to start, you know, understand those users, understand what they're looking for within those environments, understand how they interact with each other, understand what's valuable, what drives value, how they exchange that value, and build a cohesive engagement strategy for how your brand can show up in those communities and help elevate value rather than detract from it. Because if brands start to come into that space and try to advertise the way that we advertise today, they are quickly going to get shunned shut out of those communities you really have to understand that user base and what they are looking for and what's meaningful to them and enable experiences that elevate that rather than detract from it
1: definitely definitely I, I agree and, and the gaming and eSports industry is is huge it's uh, uh, yeah I had on the show some some leaders from that before and they were talking about one of the events that they had had a greater um, a greater amount of people just watching it than the super bowl like so that just gives brands a, an idea of, of how much opportunity worldwide is in is in gaming and things to come in gaming i wanted i wanted to ask both of you y- y- both of you have worked with and your company as well with brands like google nike ibm pepsi and and others who, who would you say is your, is, is VSA partners like targeted customer and how could you help them? Cause we have people that have brands that, that listen to the show or chief marketing officers of different, even crypto brands and other tech, tech brands. And so how, how can VSA partners um, help them?
3: So, yeah, I mean, I think I had said at the start of the call, like we work with you know, across every single industry and any, you know, across clients of various different sizes. You know, we've worked with IBM for 30 years, uh, but we've also worked with a firm, helping them to break through and become an emergent dominant player within the fintech space. So it's everything and anything in between. But what, when we show up best and when marketers get like the true value for us is when marketers come to us and they have a a very specific need that they are trying to solve, right? Whether they're trying to break through and become the next game-changing brand or they're trying to maintain uh, the dominance that they've had in the marketplace as as competitors are nipping at their heels, that's where VSA Partners really shows up well because we understand how businesses operate and we bring creativity and design thinking to that to make it really human-centered and applicable and, and create solutions that have impact, but have, you know, longevity to them as well.
1: Okay. All right. I wanted to also ask you what, what sorts of trends do you see in marketing these days, which either directly involve crypto in the blockchain industry, or maybe even indirectly?
2: Yeah, I'll jump, I'll jump in on this. I mean, there's, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of, of everything. I think there's sort of the side, Uh, of branding that has worked really hard to humanize brands. You know, we've moved from these big brands, whether it is a lot of the brands that we work with, you know, these big legacy giant organizations to a lot of, you know, last decades or a lot of startup movement. And they, you know, a lot of these companies, because they were creating uh, sort of new business model innovation and a lot of the whatever they were delivering was based on new technology, they really worked to create very simple brand systems. You know, you have the Caspers of the world, even the Robin Hoods of the world. They were very simple brands with a very simple message, with very simple visual identities, you know, that you could sort of get very quickly. And that, and you've seen that, right? And it's like millennial pink, and they kind of, they all show up, you know, sort of very simple. Similarly, and I and I understand why, you know, we sort of had this. Then we went into sort of this we've got into sort of this all crazy tech world that has proliferated. And that tech world, specifically blockchain and and honestly any any company within the digital transformation world, who's just created this sea of sameness and jargon and selling by features rather than actually having a brand and a differentiated perspective and a position in the market that maybe even can connect at a more emotional level. So I think a lot of those tech companies and I say tech because it is quite broad it's it's honestly anyone from IoT all the way to web 3 and everything and blockchain and everything in between I think are struggling to differentiate and now realizing Holy crap, we never built the brand because we have the technology. Now we need to invest in brand because I realize brand is why you choose something. You know, 70, 80% of the, of a choice you make actually happens at this sort of not necessarily unconscious level, or subconscious level, but sort of this this almost irrational sort of belief. And it it, and it happens because you've had some contact and understanding and connection with the brand. So tech companies are realizing that they have to build up the brand and that the differentiation comes at the brand level, not at the tech level. And then the big corporations are saying, okay, well, we have to humanize and simplify and come down to that level. So it's a fascinating, I think, at time in in branding. And, and I think everyone's learning from historical, uh, sort of trends and kind of trying to figure out what's, what's the brand you know, what is the next evolution of brand?
1: Thanks for unpacking that. Adi, you touched on actually a trading platform earlier. Um, and I wanted to ask you, it actually brings t- to the top of mind. Do you see like, is there an ethical mandate for crypto and trading platforms today? And, and how, how do you think that should be approached?
2: I mean, honestly, I think every company has an ethical mandate. Today, it's not just crypto. I mean, it makes sense that it's crypto because it's crypto, you know, and 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 that's obviously what we're here to talk about. But Sarah and I talk about all this all the time. In the past, you had institutions and organizations who were the beacons of society. You had government, you had religion, you had education, you know, all these things, and they supported the world and your beliefs and created role models, and that's how societies functioned. A lot of those institutions have have failed, and that responsibility for a long time now has fallen on brands and on companies. And now it's you know a Pepsi who has to uphold the values of society or Audi or or Levi's, you know, whoever, you know, or ABI Invest. Like, it's the companies that have to now act ethically, that have to have uh, ESG policies that basically save the world, that have to move social uh, differences forward and injustice, like it falls on everyone. So that's kind of point one then when you bring that down to crypto then it, to me it, it is more of uh, maybe less that less of sort of this big global responsibility and more of okay if you're creating a new financial system where that's the ambition that obviously it's decentralized it's not attached to governments that enable empowers you know someone in, in a country with no bank access to sell their their products, like all the things that crypto promises, if that is the goal, someone has to create the moral fiber and the rules of engagement. As with any society, it cannot be the wild, wild west. So these trading platforms are a good sort of starting point because they are who they are and they have volume and obviously the financial power and reach that um, you know, maybe others don't. So I, I do think they have to come together and say, Okay, it's not the wild wild west. We have locked arms. Here's rules of engagement here. You know, here's how we behave. Here's our tenets. And now let's go and innovate and grow.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, I would say one of the th- one of the things that people love about crypto is that it's it's global. It's permissionless and, and, and trustless. so I could I could send you crypto from my phone right now. There's no intermediary. people love that. It's uh, very depending on which blockchain which which token it's very low cost to send it to you and depending on on you know which token is sent, you could have instant finality or have it you know in less than a minute. And 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 in some developing countries, you know, you, you touched on that as well, is it's it's a real benefit to have, you know, it's almost like another payment system or payment alternative. Companies like brands like Travala, for example, when I if I want to go um, take a trip, I can go to com and I can book my all my travel and pay with any one of dozens of different cryptocurrencies. So I would say that there's there's more adoption. Even with brands accepting payment of crypto, you know, even my my virtual private server, you know, I can pay in crypto and that kind of thing. You can even buy precious metals these days in crypto and things like that. So, you know, it's it's we saw years ago where Apple Pay, Google Pay, you know, came into came in. I remember the days of PayPal in the very beginning. You know, that was a foreign concept. You're going to what? Email me money. I, I don't understand you know, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah. And then we have companies like wise or TransferWise wise these days and, you know, all the other ones that have, have followed and uh, the global fintechs. And yeah, so I would say there's, there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, I would also say that there's, there are leaders in the space that are working hard and, and I, I would, I would venture to, to, to say that they, you know, they understand, how important it is to have a a trustable um, industry, if you will, you know,
2: and the thing is, you have two sides, and you touched on them both. And when we did our crypto project, we were trying to figure out what is the perception? Do people see crypto as a currency? Or obviously, do they see it as a trading asset? And I can't remember the stats. But I think right now, it's of like 70% is trading and only 30% is used, you know, as currency. So you have to, to Dynamics that are very, two motivations that are very, 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 very different. So, when you have one driving the perception, you have to figure out how to reconcile that because if that's going to create the trust for the currency side, and that's the volatile side of it, because, and that's the more uh, sort of PR worthy side, and that's what gets out there, you know, and then Floki floods the world with that, you know, like that side influences the stable side and vice versa so it's again it's not if you look if you were looking at that as a brand system it's not the most uh easy thing to figure out especially if no one's in charge because that's the nature of it so i agree there's a lot of people doing a a really good job and uh, i just think it has to be clearer and eventually you're going to need it like got milk you know kind of version of campaign that really starts to create a, a mass understanding of it at a level that people can digest it
1: mhm well said yeah, there's it it's also being blockchain is being taught in many many of the top universities in the world. actually the one of the founders of one of the one of the most popular you know crypto projects is an MIT professor. and so I would say there's you know traditional business is overlapping with the tech side and even the tech industry, you know into. I guess it's fair to say this new thing called crypto, you know, relatively new new, new asset class, you know? Wanted to ask both of you, what, what are some things to come in 2022 and beyond with uh, VSA partners?
3: I mean, it's a, it's a great question. I think, you know, you can expect to see us to always embed like very rigorous strategic thinking, design thinking and creativity across all of our clients' businesses. But what I would be looking for from us is really how do we shepherd really impactful brand building experiences as Web3 technology starts to evolve, as, you know, blockchain and crypto starts to become a bit more normalized, a bit more mainstream, and how can brands embed themselves to create value um, with those technologies and the communities that they're looking to connect with.
1: Okay. Very good. Sarah, we touched earlier um, a little bit about like your company's involvement with Ripple and the creator fund. What what part is VSA playing in uh, in what what you you and your group are doing there?
3: Absolutely. Uh, So. You know, as I said, we as, you know, kind of marketing leaders and consultants for our clients, you know, believe that it is our responsibility to stay ahead of the time, you know, to future-proof our knowledge, um, to ensure that we future-proof our clients' businesses. And part of that process is looking for strategic partnerships that help fill in the gaps of our understanding, um, especially on the technical side. And one of those strategic partnerships that we've made is with Ripple, a leading crypto and blockchain company based in San Francisco. And they are you know, a highly responsible organization. They have invested in their technology in a very meaningful and responsible way. They have carbon neutrality embedded in, across all of their principles in their organization, and they ensure that... They do not innovate just for innovation's sake. They are doing it in a way that is responsible to society, I guess, in the ethical manner that we were discussing earlier on. And so those values very much align to our values at BSA Partners, but most importantly, the values of our clients. And so we embarked upon a strategic partnership with Ripple to enable that really robust, Technical understanding of crypto and blockchain, and how you know Web three is going to transform the way that businesses operate, and marry that with our capability of truly understanding brand and marketing and our clients' businesses and what we can do together. And throughout that partnership, Ripple launched a two hundred and fifty million dollar creators fund that invites artists and creators and brands in to access that fund. So that it is the sole purpose for those those companies to utilize the exploration of how NFTs can be embedded inside of their organizations, how they can be utilized as a marketing engine, and how it can derive utility for those companies. And so we the SA partners are the premier creative partner for those brands to come to the fund and we can help them as marketing leaders to imagine how to do so. And so I think we talked a lot about, you know, NFTs I think you mentioned could access, you know, could be a portal that gives you access to a physical product. It can be a portal that can give you access to like a certain experience that you are looking to achieve with a brand. But also, it can be incredibly functional in its value. You know, I think I've always made this joke, and I talk about it with Ari all the time, like when the boring stuff really shows up, that's when you know it's going to be embedded for good, right? So there will be a future where an NFT is going to be located on the blockchain. That's going to be your home deed. And you as an individual that actually really don't, you don't know where that is right now. (laughs) Like you will have like that as a digital, like, you know, smart contract that lives on the blockchain that will be accessible by you and anybody else that you are looking to share that with, you know, there will be a future where your patient data, your personal patient data about you as an individual will live on the blockchain and will be accessible by NFT. There will be a transfer of power to the patient so that you could have the capability to distribute the data that you find relevant to the medical providers that you are working with. Like These fundamental shifts are coming and we believe that our partnership with Ripple is really going to supercharge us as marketers to see that future, to see where the boring stuff is going to start to embed massive in- industry and behavior change of, of consumers and then how do brands get ahead of that, to make sure that they are at the forefront of that change rather than on their back heels.
2: Can I jump on something, Michael, do you mind? Just because I think it's, a, it's an important point to make. Um, if, if you're not very familiar with this topic or even obviously marketers are a little bit, but they, they, they can't figure out how to get on, You know how to get on the, on the highway or where to start, I think it is imperative for brands to test and learn. And to try and and to literally spend the time and the mind share and the manpower to sit down and talk about okay what challenges do you have where can we add value hey let's let's test a little something here okay how can we build that okay well actually that didn't work let's do something else because no one has the answers you know if you ask me how to build a brand up until. NFTs, I would have said, t- you know, like in two seconds, I would tell you what to do. But if you tell me, like, what is best in class example of how to use NFTs for this, that, or the other, I can give you an example of brands that have done things, but I'm not 100% sure that's the right move either. So, so much of where we are in this innovation cycle is exploration so rather than sort of be anxious and you know close the door and be like i don't even know where to start so i'm not going to do anything about it i think it brands genuinely just have to have creative conversations they have to do research they have to understand how are people using some of these either communities or more utilitarian nfts today and then start to understand and play with it you know i mean it's technology it gives us the ability to kind of Tweak and do different things, so I think the brands that will win in this space are brands that get in early and that are fearless about trying different things.
1: Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. I, it came up earlier; we were talking about how how fast things in blockchain and crypto, you know, change and move, you know, and 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 tech as well, you know. So it's uh, it's an exciting time. I I, I love the, I love tech and and I love the blockchain and crypto industry, and you know, it's just. It uh, the changes and, and the, the, the fact that everything's global. There's so many people around the world that are in, in involved in, you know, it's just it's an exciting time. What are some ways that our listeners can stay in the conversation and even reach out to you and your team?
3: I mean, please, please, please go to vsapartners.com. There is an email address there uh, that you can email. My entire team gets every email that's sent through the website, including myself. Um, If you have any interest in VSA Partners, if you have any interest in the Creators Fund, please don't hesitate to reach out to us.
1: Okay, fantastic. And and we also have all the links as well on the episode blog post page, uh, your website and uh, I believe your socials, social medias and everything is is there. Is there anything else that either one of you would like to share uh, today as we, we start to wrap up our interview?
3: You know, I just think I have, you know, a, a comment on something that you said, that things move really fast, especially in technology. I find that it's like that pace is quickening. <laughs> Every day, you know, the change is just, you know, every day something new is happening. And so just to double down on Ari's point, don't be afraid to try things, you know, don't be afraid if it's not a hundred percent success, right? Part of moving into a new space where emerging technologies, changing things is about, Trying things out and the success metric is not necessarily how well it goes. It's about what you learn from it and how you apply it within your next iteration of you know kind of brand building experiences. So that would be my my final comment to the listeners is you know take a risk um, you know because it's worth it. I
2: love it and I guess one last thing I'll add and this is this strategist in me but whatever you're building even in this test and learn and you know innovation uh, process try to create something meaningful, you know, try to really think of the user at the other end. Uh, And it's not just about making sure someone goes down that rabbit hole forever and never talk to a real human being again. It's not about engaging someone 24 hours a day, but what are you creating that's adding meaningful value? And that meaningful value, of course, can can come in the form of entertainment and fun and joyful virtual experiences, but really try to think about creating human value uh in the process so that you're not just creating
1: more noise in the market agreed agreed well said yeah it's important to create a really good product or project whatever whatever may be you know in the process of being created so it was a pleasure to have both of you on the show today and uh, we welcome you back in the future you know we have adi in new york and sarah in the san francisco bay area you know so it was a pleasure to have you both here
3: Thank you so much for having us. It was this was a lot of fun. Thank you.
1: Absolutely.
3: Thank you. Really do
2: appreciate Absolutely.
1: it. Absolutely. So thanks for coming out and if you like today's episode, definitely like and subscribe to the podcast, show your support and chime in here tomorrow for another special episode. Until then, make it a great day.
0: Thanks for tuning in to New to Crypto Podcast. If you like the episode, be sure to follow and subscribe. You can listen to every episode on all major platforms.